Dear listeners, are you tired of the endless cycle of fad diets and extreme measures? It's time to wake up to a better weight loss solution with Robody. As someone who's been through the ups and downs of weight loss, I know firsthand the challenge of trying to find what will stick. That's why if I qualified for Robody today, I'd jump at the chance for a scientifically backed program that supports long-term success. With Robody, you'll gain access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market, paired with personalized lifestyle changes. Over 200,000 people have already chosen Row to help them lose weight. Say goodbye to the roller coaster of weight loss dreams and hello to sustainable, real results with Robody. Go to row.co slash snoozecast. Sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash snoozecast. taken the time to do so. Please know that we read every review and we can't tell you how happy it makes us to know we're helping you get to sleep. This episode is brought to you by Ice Flowers. Tonight, we'll read an excerpt about traveling to a high alpine winter resort from a book called Winter Sports in Switzerland, written by E.F. Benson in 1913. Benson was an English novelist, biographer, memoirist, archaeologist, and short story writer. in winter are a conjuring trick of a glorious and luminous kind. Our common sense, based on experience, tells us that ice is cold but is melted by heat, and that snow is wet, and that unless you put on a great coat when the thermometer registers frost, you will feel chilly 
and that if you frequently fall down in the snow, you will be wet through. And if you do not change your clothes when you return home, you'll catch a cold. All these things are quite obvious, and he who does not grant them as premises to whatever conclusion we may happen to base them on is clearly not to be argued with, but soothed and comforted like a child or taken care of like a lunatic. But high alpine winter resorts give, apparently, ocular disproof of all these obvious statements. And those who go out to these delectable altitudes in favorable seasons see, which is ocular evidence, every day and all day the exact opposite of these primitively simple prepositions regularly and continually taking place. They sit in the sun when they are tired of skating and see that though a torrid luminary beats down on the frozen surface, burning and browning the faces of their friends, the ice remains perfectly dry and unmelted. They trudge through snow and find that they are not wet. They see the thermometer marking anything up or down to 30 degrees of frost and go out coatless and very likely hatless and are conscious only of an agreeable and bracing warmth. They go skiing and all day are smothered in snow and yet return dry and warm and comfortable to their hotels and do not catch any cold whatever. Shakespeare once made an illusion of some kind, I cannot look through all of his plays to find it, about hot ice, meaning to employ a nonsensical expression, but it is the most striking testimonial to the magnificence of his brain that all he ever wrote meant something, although, as in this instance, he designed it not to. For without doubt, he was alluding to what appears to occur at San Moritz or Murin. I love the landing on the friendly shores of France, the waiting while the ship is reluctantly coaxed, sidling up to the pier, the hustle to get through the custom house and enter the warm, well-lit train. All is strange and new and delightful. The engine of unaccustomed build and outlandish voice, the gray upholstered compartments with their hot carpeted floors, the restaurant car with bottle-filled racks, where presently I sit, part of a moving pageant of eating.